then go ahead. What did you want to say about Stone Cold Steve Austin? What a piece of shit he is? I hit the record button. I think we're ready now. <laughs> and go. Are we good? Is everyone good? I think we're good. All right. I just went to the bathroom, so I'm really good now. Oh, Thank you. Wow. There we go. Thanks for that. So this is You're how we're, this is how we're gonna start <laughs> it. What, what'd you do in there? Anyway, so uh, welcome, uh, welcome, Joshua. welcome I, to all it was was oh just uh, just number one. <laughs> I've lost it already. It's really quick. Um, probably should have used a little bit more soap, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice today. We'll how many seconds did you? Wash your hands for, or did you like uh, lather just, them? Just did a, you sing Happy Birthday like you're no, supposed to? No, I didn't do any of that stuff. Fun uh, bathroom thing. I just got rid of the COVID flyers in the bathroom last week. The the like, do your part, wash your hands. Mm. You should be washing. Your hands. I still want people to wash their hands though, yeah, so yeah, maybe but, they should. But say. if you're not if you're not gonna wash your hands, you're not gonna look at that sign and say, eh, I should wash my hands. You know what? <sighs> I'm just gonna throw this out here right now and get this out of yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Josh uh, is leaning into the microphone yep. like he is uh, the secondary vocalist or doesn't have a microphone in 80s <laughs> airband. And yeah. he's leaning in to do part of the vocal chorus. Part of this podcast, we will harmonize. Oh, I'm sure. The only thing I do is the harmonies. I'm, yeah. the, I'm just the other guy. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> Phil. Yeah. When, when it goes dead, there he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, for those who don't know who just started tuning in, uh, this is the podcast Liquid People put on by Unified Beer Works. I know we haven't done an episode in a minute, and there's a few reasons. One, it's summer, so trying to track down anyone is a little bit hard. Uh, two, I got COVID and I think just derailed everything for a minute. And I also and you had five vacations. <clears throat> so I wanted to get to that. I had five <laughs> vacations. And then also, like... My my co-host in all of this, Josh, so I'm Andrew. I, this is obviously an odder, a little more odd introduction. I'm Andrew, and here's Whoa. Josh, who went on a three-week-long vacation. I'm sorry, no, it was more like three-month-long vacation. <laughs> so, like, we had this sort of work around that as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's back. So, also, there are a couple updates. We have a kitchen now. I know we had Michelle Hunter on a little while ago. We talked to her about the opening of the kitchen. But it's been open for a minute. We just like to remind people there's a kitchen because sometimes people walk in here and they go, what's that? And I'm like, you were here yesterday. That structure was here in front of you yesterday. And by the way, nothing goes better with beer than tacos. Yeah, and exactly. really baller tacos like the ones we're churning out these days. Or the specials. The specials like the are pork, great. Pork sandwich this weekend flew. Didn't get it. I have literally eaten the entire menu top to bottom. And I'm going to tell you, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's it definitely gets a JVS seal of approval. Speaking of which, our guest today, JVS. Some of you may know him. His name is Jonathan Van Sickle, right? You got the full name correct. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. I had you in my name as something completely different for the longest time. Is there a middle name in there, or is it is it the Van? No, there there isn't a middle name. It's just a just the Van part. Do you have a middle name? I do. I do. What is it? Um, well, uh, I, all right. Well, we'll go there. Um, <laughs> It wasn't a planned first question of mine, but no, here we fine. are. I, uh, my middle name is Carl, actually spelled with a K. Jonathan Carl Van Sickle. Very German. Holy heritage, shit. Combined with Dutch. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. It's got a, it's, it's got a JCVS. Carl with a K? Yes. Damn it. I kind of want a JCVS only just because we're like just off of like the... Uh, drug retailer, not a, drug. Uh, the pharmaceutical store. What do we call CVS? In now? a previous role, in a previous job, uh, I was uh, <laughs> told by 
the competition at the time that uh, I, they wanted to send me to a CVS after saying my name. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, other updates though that I did want to get okay. through. September fourth will be our mug club party, so that's really only important to some of you. Sorry to exclude the rest of you. Although, then come October 1st, we're going to have our fourth anniversary party, which is open to all of you. I mean, to be fair, the mug club party is open to others. You just got to pay $25 to get in. But then, like, you can wait until October 1st, and then there's all the fun stuff for you there, too. So We also just landed on a date for the uh, the old Oktoberfest. Oh? A weekend. What, and what is fest it? beer. October seasonality Oktoberfest and the TB, to be announced name for our fest beer coming out the weekend of September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Which is also the 10th is the uh, Malta 5K, 10K. All sorts of fun things going on. Are you going to be running in that, Erica? <sighs> I won't because I'm old and I'm having some issues, but I might walk it. Well, that's really awkward that I brought it up then. That's okay. Uh, I might be weird and ride my bike in it. Okay, yeah. I think you should do that. I think I might run Come it. On. I have shoes now. I have shoes. The last I time I ran without shoes, asses. it hurt. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, all right. So, all the updates out of the way. Let's focus on JVS here. I have one serious question because I was, like, trying to go through some stuff. Like, there's not, like, news articles on you like there were for other guests. There weren't, like... I don't even know. Like, your Facebook, it's just, like, that's just a, a bunch of memes, I feel like, kind of all over the place here and it's there. It's a shell of a person. Well, yeah. So, what I want to know, though, out of sheer curiosity, and I, I may have the answer staring at me right in the face, but I don't know if it's a possibility. Will we ever see the return of the faux hawk from you, like we saw in the photo from you at Talk House in 2015? I do have Whoa. at least a reference. What? There's, like, this little... See a little bit of hair that's just like oh, sticking up right my there. God. I know. There's, there's some other people we know. Deep dive. Um, yeah, I don't need um, to mention all no, of them. That probably will not come back because of just, you know, male baldness. And, uh, <laughs> now I keep it pretty close to shaving most of the time. Um, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, would you? All right, if you. If you were to continue to grow your hair out, mm -hmm. or if you know, I guess with the ability to, would yeah. you would you ever? First off, Fohawk thought it was a great idea then, and then now, would you, if you could, bring it back? If I could bring it back, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I already look like a living, breathing cartoon character as it is. Mm -hmm. So any way I can up that game, yeah, definitely. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the awkward pause. Was the perfect compliment to the awkward answer. <laughs> well done. I just think they don't really <laughs> understand that I'm dead serious when I say that. No, I I, I get it. All right. No, no, I, I I at least believed you with that. So, mm -hmm. um, but no. So you've been in you you've been in this beer scene for for quite some time. Like obviously you're here now working with us here at Unified. Yeah, I, I mean you want to let them know who I am and what I do here. Yeah, JBS is our taproom manager here at Unified. Um. And you've come from a, a few different spots before. I mean, I met you, I don't know when, I, when you, you and I have known each other for quite some time. Yes, we have. Like more than 10 years, it feels like. Absolutely. Through mutual friends, we've kind of right. met. And it's a small world. Right. Andrew went through the beer industry as well. As a little bit. the same time as I did, I believe. 
And, um, but yeah, I've done many, many different jobs in the beer industry. Um, everything from working from beverage centers to bartending to beer distrib- distribution. Yeah. And, um, a little bit of everything. Worked for a couple breweries. Um, yeah. Cider House. So then, I, what I'm kind of curious about, and just like in the various conversations I've had with you, which are which are many, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This is a question that popped into my head that I, I don't know if I know the answer to this, and I also feel like mm-hmm. it needed a couple of addendums to it. But what was your first beer, and when and where did you have it? What was my first beer? Yeah, I like for some um, reason this is something that I wanted to know about you because like I know. You know quite a bit about beer. Have had several beers, like all these different types of beers. But I'm almost curious as to like, what was the early stage of drinking for you? Um, Meaning, like the very first time. The very first beer goes back to a uh, childhood memory. See, yeah, we're gonna go. this we're is gonna what go I wanted. Yeah. This is we're what I wanted. Go okay, we're already, we're already gonna have underage drinking on the podcast, but let's just roll with it. I think we've had a underage yeah. drinking on the podcast yeah. at least a couple of times. Um, Meaning, on, like, children that were drinking on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to name who. Um, That's for everyone oh, else no, to I'll figure out. I'll go into deep detail, you know, because it's, it's, it plays on nostalgia of mine, too. Which is is it good memory? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Right. I remember, uh, I think it was some holiday. It was either, I would say, Easter or Christmas or something like that. And I remember being at the dining room table, and my father and my grandfather were there, and they were, you know, holding court and, you know, eating uh, cheese and crackers and drinking beer and, you know, BSing about everything and anything. And, you know, my little brain doesn't comprehend all the adult things going on. Yeah. And they let me have a sip of a, drum roll please... Jenny Cream Ale. Hey. Nice. Fuck, I have a drum roll, I think, button on here. Nah, but, all right. Um, and uh, immediately I was like, wow, that's really gross. <laughs> but I think my little childhood brain was more intrigued with the fact that why? If it's gross, why do these adult people drink that? And that kind of started the ball rolling on the thought of beer and alcohol uh, down the road, much further down the road when I was legally able to purchase and drink the beverage. Really? So, like, you, that was the – you didn't drink anything up until you were legal and of age at that stage? Um, oh, I definitely drank a lot when I was in my late teens into, you know, Wherever that leads to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but like, so in terms of like, what was sort of that you discovered that were even thinking about it more in terms of just like, okay, why are people into beer? Like, what this is disgusting. Why is this something that people want to drink? And then what then you were yeah, just like, I, okay, no, I'm going to do this too. Yeah, and it's, it's or is it just because every, it was cool? It's what it was definitely else doing. that kind of it leaned into the coolness factor. I think when especially when I was in high school a little bit, um, I would have a beer or two to try and perceive that I was cool. Right. Far from it though. Um, and, uh, but then, uh, once I got out of high school and started working and would be hanging with my friends and I kind of started getting into craft beer, um, in my early twenties. Uh, and back then there was very few craft beers, especially around here. 
So what were you drinking? I would drink pretty much any beer that was. It would it would usually be Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, Saranac, Magic Hat. It's kind of the only thing that was available at the time. Um, and then you know beyond that, it the gloves came off whenever you know we'd be like, all right, we're gonna get destroyed tonight. We're gonna drink Jenny Screamers until we black out. <laughs> uh, so on and so forth. Jenny Screamers. That's just more Jenny Cream Ale, and you're just going to keep going for it? Or I'm actually not as familiar. Yeah, that's just what they call it. They yeah. call it in the business. Really? Yeah. Jenny Screams. You ever heard that? You've no, never heard I, that? Guys, really? this is the first time for me hearing Jenny Screamers. Oh I'm sorry. A, it's that, I'm, old, it's that dude, old guy talking. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. I'm young. That's yeah. what I That's what I call him, too. So. Jenny Screamers? Yeah. yeah. No? Delicious. Okay. <laughs> you, too? Yeah. Really? We're the same age. So. I know we're the same age. I'm trying to play it <laughs> off like you're older than me, but like I've... <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday? March. See, you're older than me, so, like, I don't know. Like, this is totally an age thing at this stage. No, Jenny Screamers is not something I'd heard before. I didn't know. Drinking that till you get blackout? Um, it would be a combination of that. We you know, you start with stuff like that, and then it leads to usually whiskey of some kind. And, mm. you know, back then I was, I was in a band. I was doing all kinds of other things on the side, too. You were a vocalist, too. Yeah, yeah, I was a vocalist. You were a metal vocalist. Yeah. Yeah, I used to scream uh, on the weekends a lot. Hmm. Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> what not, a not what me. a small world. Should should we end the podcast with Erica listening to our old bands? Oh, God. <laughs> there is a video of me on YouTube. I know you at least have like a CD that I have that I listened to once. My son listened to it. It was something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I so in terms of like just. You know, obviously, like, I, I was curious about the first beer thing, but as you mentioned, though, craft beer, there, you know, in terms of what was around them, because now I know, like, one of your favorites is obviously Sierra Nevada, kind of one of the one of the brands or one of the breweries that, that you definitely are still quite a fan of. But It's a lifelong fanboy of Sierra Nevada. It's, uh, they make world-class beer. They always will. Is that kind of what opened your mind to, like, sort of the rest of the, the craft beer scene? Uh, that, that was one of the many breweries. I mean, it, honestly, you could, it could start as simple as Sam Adams and Saranac. You know, or FX Matt, if you want to say, um, but it it uh, it basically expanded my palate to be like, all right, what is this? What is this style? Where did this style come from? And every time I would drink a beer, I would kind of just self-educate, go online, look up the style, and as I'm drinking the beer, just kind of read about it. Mm-hmm. And might be a little nerdy, might be a little, hey, it's a guy drinking in uh, the basement of his. You know, father's house on a computer, but it was far worse I could be doing at that point. But <laughs> it it uh, kind of opened my eyes to kind of the broader spectrum of like what beer could be and um, how I had only kind of at that point in my life got to the tip of the iceberg of it. Yeah, I mean, like, because you're sort of at that point. That's like watching the evolution of sort of the craft beer scene yeah. in terms of like now it's just like I feel like it's like the dominant force in sort of beer and it's forcing everything else to sort of change at this stage. Like yeah. even kind of the bigger brands or, or that weren't making sort of craft stuff before are having to like make something that says the word hazy in it. Yes. They're, so they're, the bigger brands are trying to diversify their portfolio uh, to try and capture market share from the smaller people that are grabbing hold of that market share. Um, 
that's how the Goose Islands of the world end up how they are now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but or I should say, Blue Moon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what was it though, like in terms of like drinking that sort of stuff, that you were like, okay, not even just like the exploring of like wanting to nerd out to research all of this sort of stuff, where you were like, okay, now I want to work in this. Well, like any other hobby, you could be into anything from uh, watching baseball Mm -hmm. and providing really good commentary to your friends to all of a sudden going down a path of, you know what, I'm going to go be a professional baseball commentary person. Right. You know, whatever. Um, It could be anything, any any hobby that you might have, and you take a full-blown interest in it. You go, you know what, is it actual a reality to actually – make ends meet and get go down that path of you know having a, a career i'm i'm sitting next to a, a brewery owner right now who made that decision um after working in a corporate world for a while and was willing to risk it all and follow that dream and that path and to lead to where we are today in this beautiful brewery mm-hmm. and <laughs> um yeah, so, and so what What was, like, kind of your first gig, sort of, then going into, sort of, the beer scene? The beer scene? Uh, I got I got kind of lucky. A uh, little, you know, that, that kind of is the, the MO with, uh, with craft beers. That a lot of people get lucky, I guess. Um, I uh, got tipped off via social media that there was a small company called Remarkable Liquids mm-hmm. starting up. And uh, they were looking for someone to work in the warehouse. And, uh, you know, a friend of a friend, being a craft beer fanboy at the time, um, you know, I was able to get an interview and get a job there. And uh, that kind of put my foot in the door at the time. Right on. I mean, wait, so what you'd worked, though, you said, like, in bars, restaurants, or beforehand, too? Like, you did have other... So, yeah, I mean, I, I worked in... Uh, that was, like, my first official kind of craft beer job, though, there, but... You know, I worked in beverage centers, uh, bartending here and there, everything from uh, um, music venues mm-hmm. to uh, numerous bars all over the capital region. So, oh, okay, mm-hmm. right on. And like, once you started do, working with Remarkable, like, I mean, you're starting then to learn, learn probably what about like all the different sort of crappier. Yes, crappier breweries that sort of are, are in and around uh, here. Remarkable definitely was it was a matter of, um, it's imagine that you're going to go to a craft beer college. Remarkable was you're thrown into an a craft beer college. It was it that was, sounds that you, sounds not healthy. No, it is. It was well. There's certain parts of it that were very not healthy. Right. But there was uh, it was a grassroots operation. It was a small team at the time mm-hmm. um, and I went into it uh, to be a sponge and I wanted to learn as much as I could from all these guys that were basically industry veterans and I was you know I'd worked at Home Depot for 10 years before going into this right and uh, I knew how to drive a forklift where no one else there knew how to drive a forklift okay which the thought of that is kind Wait, of how did you know how to drive a forklift before them? Or you mean like at Remarkable it was, just because of Home Depot? Yeah, just because of Home Depot. Oh, right, I, I'd okay. driven a forklift a very long time. So that's how you were able to impress? Well, that was part of it, and uh, you could stack boxes, 
and count to ten. So yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I I, I was I was uh, <laughs> I was a young impressionable kind of you know let's get it done and you know willing to do whatever needed to be done. Everything from let's go deliver that to the bathrooms need to be cleaned. Yeah, right. And you know, in return, I got a paycheck and also got to learn uh, a lot of behind the scenes of the craft beer industry and it was priceless knowledge at the time so and that all started like remarkable started around here right or is that yeah that was uh started in gilderland so okay. right outside of albany um it's a really interesting team it's a bunch of like i said before industry veterans from from other distributors that kind of broke off and started something completely from the ground up and signed on a bunch of brands and local brands, national brands, and built something out of nothing, basically. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, you were kind of like in the early sort of stages with Remarkable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, craft beer has just evolved into... I don't know. It's literally all over the place, sort of, it seems like, in terms of, like, different styles that can come out and just, you know, even going back to the older stuff, but... What are your thoughts on just even just how it evolved? Like, from where it was to where we are, sort of, maybe even at this point, or even just, like, four years ago? You know, it, it started as a simple, simple, simple brew pub styles. Um, you know, I would, I would also, on top of drinking Saranac Sam Adams and all that kind of stuff, I would go to my local craft brewery, and the, my local craft brewery at the time was Brown's Brewing. Right. Um, and they would... I would go in, I would drink the whole entire menu, whatever it was, everything from a pale ale to an IPA to a Hefeweizen to a brown ale to a stout to whiskey porter to a cherry raspberry, you name it, drank it. And I would learn as much as I could about every one of those styles. And, uh, and how would you do that? Is it just by asking, doing your own personal research? or Yeah, it was a lot of uh, me drinking a lot. And, uh, Which, yeah, okay. Googling a lot and trying to befriend as many people as I could. Drinking and Googling. You know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's my, it used to be my part-time job, man. Drinking and Googling. Drinking and Googling, man. It's better than drinking and texting. That's true. <laughs> That's the one thing I've actually avoided, I feel like, in my life. Are you, are you, do you guys text? I know this is kind of going a little off base, but. So I've always been very, well, I, in the last, in the last, like, 10 years, I've gotten very good at putting my phone away, except for when I was on vacation for three weeks, and I got really hammered, and I texted my boss. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I'm not going to smell any of this. <laughs> Why would you? That's, that's, you're like, I'm going to make my triumphant return the drunk texting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to text my boss. <laughs> and, and Well, not in just boss, Jeff. Right. No, right. no, I understand. I understand. You said boss, so I was at least trying to play off that, but like... <laughs> The one thing that I w- I've somehow been able to like figure out how to put my phone away with that. I, I usually do, and then I, I wrote one sentence to him, and half the words were misspelled, and he's a stickler on spelling, so I tried to correct the first word I noticed. Oh, shit, I misspelled that. And then I realized I misspelled that correction, and then I realized I also misspelled another couple things in the first sentence, <laughs> so I just stopped, and he, uh, he never replied. Yeah, it's a PSA for not to drunk text your boss, I think is what that is, really, more than anything else. Um, but, yeah, no. So, uh, but going, like, and so really just kind of, like, researching on your own. I mean, was a lot of it through conversations as well, too, or were you yeah, just talking? Yeah, to- yeah it's, it's just any other, like, any other hobby. Mm-hmm. 
just kind of stemmed from that. It was just, you know, I would learn X, Y, Z on the internet by myself. And then, you know, I would, I would, uh, get into tasting groups with a bunch of local friends and, uh, mm-hmm. we, would, we would all go to, uh, either beverage centers and buy a bunch of bottles and cans and bring them all together, sit down and all drink them, um, until we could not feel our face anymore. <laughs> and somehow retain that information that we had talked about that night. Um, but, yeah, it was a very interesting time back then. That was very pre-beer industry. And when you're just trying everything? Yeah, just trying <laughs> everything. And, you know, we sometimes we would have the vocabulary for it. Sometimes we wouldn't. But it was Yeah, meaning just, like, being able to talk or, like, move your mouth to make actual words. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah, kind of on the ABV or whatever. So, uh, but uh, and and I and I'm I'm sure there's an answer, obviously, for this for anyone in terms of uh, coming into beer. But like, what is it about beer in particular, though? Where you're like, this is going to be a hobby of mine. I think I fell in love with the the history of it. Yeah, um, that it had been around for ever, and um, kind of dove down that kind of path of uh, learning every style but then learning the where did it come from why did it come from there and learning that um, mostly you know obviously the European styles all kind of have a story behind it right no I'm not going to tell you where IPAs are from um, <laughs> I think we all want it no never mind no, no I'm, <laughs> I'm, if they're listening to this podcast they, they know they know and that's a nice little joke if you get it um <laughs> But, um, but yeah, that, that kind of created my uh, kind of interest. And then I said, you know what, it's the beer industry combines a lot of the, my previous jobs that I had had outside of the beer industry, um, whether it was customer service, sales, being able to absorb as much product knowledge as possible to, you know, benefit said customer. Um, and uh, be passionate about it and try to go to go to work every day with a, a smile and be happy and enjoy your job. Right. And it's uh, that's what led me into craft beer ultimately as a profession was that, hey, I like this. Let's do it for a job. Yeah, maybe as well get paid to actually yeah, like, talk to, about this shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's partially what I do here at Unified is I stand behind that bar and pour beers and sing and dance and entertain and. You know, make people smile and laugh. Sometimes cry, depending upon uh, your, you know, where you're at. I don't know if I've had made anyone cry just yet. Well, Who have you made well, cry? Well, let's not go into it. No, all right, <laughs> fine. Um, so, but you you have been on almost like every other side of just like what it means to be like, or just that exists sort of in the beer industry. Whether it be you've worked for the vendor, you've worked for mm-hmm. the distributor, you've worked as a, I mean, you've worked as a bartender before all that, I guess, and now. This is kind of a mixture of all of that. What is sort of your preferred sort of position in all of this whole craft beer scene, I guess? I'm kind of, right now, I feel like I'm at the apex of where I should be. And Why is that? Because it, it, it's a combination of all the skills that I've learned during the beer industry and been able to kind of hone in and use all those skills simultaneously. Right, right. No, that's fair enough. I mean, is it is there a certain just in terms of just like being able to work within it too, or is it just literally just because of everything that you've learned, you're able to put it out there? Or is there just like, I don't know, like even just like a position that's more enjoyable? I, I find I find this position uh, 
position to be a, a really awesome and diverse because it's it's a matter of like you know there's the there's the outside sales component which i'm still boots on the ground out there trying to sell our world-class liquid because that's what i've always known you as too is the guy that's out there all the time and uh usually you can usually find me sitting on some bar stool in some random bar but that's a part of that's a part of uh what i do here and uh the other parts of me are, you know, to make sure that that bar runs as best as it can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also to, you know, make sure everyone's having a good time. That's another part of it, customer service and making sure, every, you know, obviously the bar's staffed and the beer's flowing right and all the behind the scenes stuff that goes into that. The customer service part's always interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I, always, I always loved customer service. I don't know why. Did you really? Always, always. I will always love it. I don't know why. It's, it feels like, uh, I don't know. It feels right for me. It definitely can be like a lot of grin and bear it sort of stuff, but like that's something you've always just been kind of comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's, it's a little stage, and you go out there, and you, you put your costume on mentally and go out there and enjoy it, and you're – you're the face of a brand for, you know, X amount of hours. Some people forget that sometimes. It's been interesting to watch. But uh, not here, mm-hmm. particularly, when you were out sort of, like, with other people who were supposed to be the face of a particular brand, and you're always just like, oh, this is how you're going to be in public. Like, <laughs> it's always it's always fun. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, because that's the one thing, too, that's always been interesting. You could have, like, sort of a shit day. I'll come in here and be like, all right, how am I going to turn this around? Exactly. And then you just all of a sudden start talking to people, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have it's, a choice. Uh, <laughs> buckle up, you're clocking in, let's go. Right, you yeah. Know? And it definitely is like, a, for me, it's it's definitely like a big bump of, uh, I wouldn't say adrenaline or anything, but it definitely is like, it's, it's almost like it's game time. You know, it's ready to, let's go. And uh, I get excited about that. I love being behind a bar. It's, it's it's fantastic. No, it's my first time doing it. And I can get it. I get yeah. the appeal where it's actually it. kind of nice to sort of talk. Most times, nice to talk to people. I feel <laughs> like you're both watching what you say right now. You know, you're trying to, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're trying to at least Just give that balance. Because what I... And what I want is, like, at least for someone to listen to, like, were you talking about me when you were talking about... I'm like, maybe... Yeah. yeah, if you're ta- if, and if you're asking me that question, I'll probably just tell you I was talking about you. Um, yeah, mom's listening right now, so we you know we have to be on our best behavior. My mom doesn't listen uh-huh. to any of this. Oh wait, you her. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, that's my own thing. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, and, and in terms of, like you uh, like we were just sort of talking about though is this is sort of the apex apex of everything that you have been learning everything that you've been learning, you know, everything you've been honing and, and all the skills, the knowledge that you've been gaining. So what I'm kind of curious though, just from you and, and, and I don't know that you and I have actually kind of talked about this sort of one-on-one just in terms of the local craft beer scene, just like almost kind of just sort of, Oh, you're playing a fiddle. Oh, shotgun. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but like to kind of boil it down to just sort of at least this area and then maybe kind of giving a wider view for, of it, what are, like, this beer scene, like, what ha- do you feel it's kind of evolved into or 
where it started to where it's become because it does feel like like you said like Browns was like the only place that I really knew kind of around and now there's yeah. like a million different places. Yeah, there was there was back in, back in that time there was Browns, CH Evans. Um, you know, if you travel a little bit, um, you know, Druthers came on the scene and uh, so on and so forth. There was old Saratoga. There was um, little breweries here and there, and uh, but now that. The way that everything is involved, especially because of the internet and social media and the scene now, it's, uh, it's, it just seems to be, I don't know, it's a lot of people drinking on rarity and not flavor. Mm. Um, like what's, where there's a limited supply of? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's perception where... There's a there's a gray area and a fine line of people that perceive uh, um, drinking the rarest beer that they could find and perceiving it as it automatically defaults as their best beer they've ever had in their life. The whale, almost in some instances, and it doesn't matter. Because it, it could be something as simple as that, you know, let's say tomorrow or today, whatever, we could go down to, we could say C.H. Evans or wherever, and the world's best beer is on tap, literally right there. And it's all perception, of course, but, like, that beer could be world-class, perfect, flawless, whatever. Um, we could go to Rare Forum right now, and the best beer is on tap. And, you know, just because it's on tap at a local brewery, it, it almost has this, like, well, like, it can't be the best beer. Or it can't be the best beer ever. And uh, it always has to be some some kind of traded for, traveled to, rarest of the rare thing in order to, to get to that that peak. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I'm not really a big fan of. That's just, it's, it kind of completely. Meaning more so just sort of that perception or just sort of. Yeah, it's a yeah. perception. It's, 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 it, it's. And I've come a long way in terms of the way I, I think about kind of where beer was, where it is now, and so on and so forth. And it used to be even in my early times in the craft beer industry, I, I would be like, oh, well, whatever the uh, beer advocates top 20 must must be the best beers on the planet, you know. And, it, and now the way that I think of things is completely different, that the best beer could be literally in your backyard on tap somewhere. And it just... You never know until you go drink it. Is it just subjective, really, at this it stage? Is yeah, purely subjective. Purely. I mean, of course it is, but like, yeah. But it's it's I, it's always fun to try those whale level beers. But the way that people talk about them and trade for them and travel for them, I think I think that uh, they're they they're great, whatever. But like, it's just it's fun to try. But it, it, if you try a beer, it's like, well, what if I want to drink that beer tomorrow? Well, well too bad. You had one can. You that was it. That, that was your that was allotment. You well, you're back to, back to the beginning again. So, but there's there's a lot of great beer no matter where you are now on the planet. It used to be, kind of a, dip, literally destination. Level thing for for beer, but now it's there's great beer in the capital region everywhere. There's every I mean. Definitely, we make the best beer here. Just saying, but like <laughs> we, we, uh, but there's great beer down. Uh, there's great beer in Troy. There's great beer in Albany. There's great beer everywhere. 
mm-hmm. great beer in Saratoga. But I just still can't wrap my head around um, the people driving and trading for all these beers all the time. Still, even now, though, that same quality liquid, that world-class liquid, literally is made in their backyard. It feels literally exhausting. It I don't does. know how people have the time for it. It does. And it's, it's you know, I, I applaud them to have that level of disposable income to go do that kind of thing. <laughs> but, but for now, I, I you know, I mean, there's not a, a beer that I wouldn't put up against that we have on tap, literally in our tasting room, that can go toe-to-toe with whatever you want to throw at. You want to talk IPAs? We have world-class IPAs. Lagers, we have world-class lagers. Sours, don't even get me started on sours. They're mind-blowingly good. I seriously don't know, like, in terms of sours, and this isn't me trying to uh, suck up to any sort of bosses that might be, like, sitting directly next to me. Mom's here. Right. I don't under, like, feel is one, and I've given this to other people, our strawberry tangerine sour that is always on tap. Uh, feel, that feel, uh, what is the name of that beer again? Is that I think Feel is one. I also I think it's in four packs. I'm pretty sure that Feel is one is a gateway drug. And I think it is to too. I have literally, dude. That I've given that sour to people though, and people have like lost their shit on that. They're just like this. It is like one of the most easily like simple beers that it could like be something as simple as the challenged palate that sometimes walks in here. The challenge um, and says, you know what? I just don't like beer. Mm-hmm. And we give them a feels mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and their life is completely different after that. And that says a lot about a beer to be able to I would change agree. your perception on an entire category of alcohol. That's crazy. I'm able to do it with that and right time and place. Yeah. That, for some yeah. reason, those are the ones that are yeah. I feel like gateway beers for a lot yes. of people. Or they the, segue to a much bigger world. Yeah. Or if you get the person that's like, I only drink Budweiser, and you just hand them a. You just hand them a glimpse of Bavaria. Not to disparage Budweiser. There's a time and a place for you, which is every time. But uh, I will drink a Budweiser at any moment. I think I'd be cold. No, I. Well, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, I actually, when I was working in the tasting room last week, I had a gentleman that said he was very transparent with me. He sat down. He said, What do you have that's closest to Bud Light? And I immediately said to him, I said, you know what? I admire your honesty. You're playing with your hand open, and I love that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up with a glimpse of Bavaria. It's going to be the closest thing I have to a Bud Light. And he took a sip of it, and he looked at me, and he said, that's a great beer. And I said, you're probably right. But you know what he did after that? What's that? Went and bought a 30-rack of Bud Light after. Probably did. <laughs> probably did. But he definitely enjoyed our beer while he was here. No, it's absolutely true, and I think we had some other people last last week too that I remember specifically on Friday too, where it was just like trying them on a bunch of different stuff, and they were having a grand old time. Yeah. I, but so I mean, because like, everyone has like uh, people like to talk about different beer scenes in different regions, um, and they like to compare and contrast. Is there is it worth to even do that anymore? Sort of in a way. I don't think so. I think distribution and there's so many breweries out there that. Right. There's not really a rhyme and a reason to any of this anymore. Um, granted, if you're traveling just to be in a certain area because said, you know, whatever, your grandfather's over there, we're going to go see your grandfather. Oh, isn't that brewery such and such there? Well, maybe we'll stop it's by the only reason why I go to visit extended family anymore. Yeah, I mean, 
That's, you know. Oof. <laughs> Your loved ones. Okay. But the, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. It just, to me, it's, it's, I think it's definitely come full circle to the point where we, we have great beer no matter where we are. Yeah. Name is state. There's a great brewery somewhere in that state. There's, uh, you go to Hawaii. There's great beer in Hawaii. You go to Alaska. There's great beer in Alaska. You go outside of this country. Go to Japan. Guess what? There's great beer in Japan. So, I think that um, the 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 biggest takeaway for me is is that that we, when we're looking at all these breweries that are localized, it's like kind of like, all right, who's in it for the cash grab? Who's in it for the like? I just want to be part of a craft brewery. I want to be a craft brewery. Um, but who actually makes like the quality liquid at the end of the day, and that's that's who I think is like the real kind of winner in my mind. I don't, I also feel too. It's not even just creating. Uh, I mean, yes, what like ninety percent of it is creating the great liquid. Mm-hmm. I also feel a part of it, and maybe I'm wrong is creating sort of the environment, too, or at least just sort of the vibe of a the particular vibe. area, yep. yeah, too. It, I, I completely agree with you. I, I've always uh, said that in, uh, for years, is that, you know, you own the environment, you own 90% of it. Right. Um, the great the great liquid definitely speaks for itself. It's like, wow, this beer is amazing. Oh, my God, this is great. But it's like if you don't own that environment, it uh, that's what kind of separates everybody because it's like, you have to think in terms of a business is that, you know, the great liquid only gets you so far. It's, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to have world-class beer. And then what do we do from there? Mm-hmm. Do we stare at each other? Do we talk to each other? What do we do? Well, I, and I think a big thing is now, like you talk to distribution, you can get world-class beer any number of places, mm-hmm. a gas station. Oh yeah. A Absolutely. really nice gas, gas station there, right yeah. by yeah. us. Yeah. But they're, they're not the, – the thing that separates the gas station from that is that they're not hanging out at the gas station for hours on end. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Well, that's what well, I, mean. I mean. It's like – Some people you can are, You can just – yeah. yeah. Well, you got to play, a, you gotta play of, the scratch-offs. Different different level of customer. Yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have to play the scratch-off. you got to see what you get in the scratch-off. You get the $5. You go back in. You buy the – yeah, you know, you know how this <laughs> cycle Yeah, because then you can afford to buy the fancy craft beer right. if you win the scratch-offs. Yes. Yeah. So. If, uh, if you make enough, if you make enough, that's more than the actual scratch off that you're playing. Because what you generally just do is you go in and get the same scratch off. You just keep playing, and then it, you know it's just it's how it goes. I was just saying that like you can, you can have it like on your couch. You can have scratch can, offs, both. But both. So in the environment, that's environment mm-hmm. scratch off. You want to do in a gas station setting. You can't do that from your couch. Or you get nothing from the scratch off. You're sad, and then you're like, "That's a really good beer," and you I buy it anyway. <laughs> that's that's probably how it would go for me. Um, but so I mean, is, is, so in terms of like, even though with with this area, I mean, with the capital region beer scene, do you think it's like sort of progressed, sort of in line with everyone else? Do you think it's sort of just like, I don't even know. Like, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, inter- I, I think about people visiting different places. And what is it that that would draw people to here in terms of the beer scene? And it's like, has it, or is everyone just sort of at the same spot now? I I, uh, I always kind of half jokingly, half serious. I, I always say we're the center of the universe, capital region. 
Um, we're on the crossroads of 87 and I-90, which both those roads lead to amazing breweries and amazing mm-hmm. uh, beer-related activities. Um, we're very close to Massachusetts. We're very close to Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, our distribution in this area is world-class. We get everything from Canteon yep. to Hill Farmstead to you name it. Yeah. And um, we have some of the best, argu- arguably the best distribution in the country mm-hmm. right here. And it's, it's everyone's like, Albany? Really? Wow. That doesn't make any sense. It's weird to think about, too. Yeah, it is. But it, but it's like you go into any random craft beer bar and you look at the draft list and you go like, holy shit, look at this. <laughs> this is amazing. No, we definitely are, like, really spoiled here at this point because, like, I have a friend in Chicago who wants to always, like, trade me all of the Chicago beers. Exactly. Like, hey, get, hey, dude, I just found Hot Butcher in a gas station. And I, I guess what? Phase three. I got it. I got this, too. Oh, guess what? I got this, too. And and what is left to be desired from elsewhere, I already can get it. It's, uh, we are very, very, very spoiled here. The only thing, there's like two brands off the top of my head that it's just impossible because it's just not a reality that we just don't have here. And then it's everything. So the first one is Russian River. We don't have Russian River, but that's a short short drive to Philly if you want to get some. And that is true. I didn't realize the that they one, got Russian River in yeah, Philly and yeah. until I was there one day. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I didn't even know they, distri- I didn't even know they distributed Ladies and gentlemen, that was our first F-bomb. Is it? Yeah, is of it the, of the of, the, of this of today? Of today, right. we've had other f bombs. Right. That just opened. The well, door. fuck, man, I didn't know that. That's <laughs> what that, just, that just that just opened the fucking door to all. Did you you just relax. You're a little uptight. I, I can tell you. Now you now you let loose. We're in minute we're in minute forty five. All we needed is one fuck. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just shifted this podcast in the second segment, <laughs> which is going to it's going to be very intense. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time if I offend any of you just just it's no just open up the floodgates i don't even know what we in, just opened it's just gonna floodgates get floodgates or fucking floodgates you know? i don't even know <laughs> i just feel like you wanted to say it um, <laughs> andrew um when are we gonna take our first caller i didn't know we had that i don't know i could if someone has bluetooth and it can i, I don't I know mean, how this works i've been waiting i i thought this was one of those things where, where like people just call in call in they go we're not live we're not li- oh we're, we're not live um, that's the problem is that we're not live. We're not so live. doing like a call in sort way of thing. You sold, like, you, the way you sold this opportunity to me is like completely different from way it, what it is right now. It's <laughs> really, really amazing that people believe half the things I say to them. I, I don't like he, most people think I have a child. Can I just, can I just, uh, <laughs> he, he, let, let me, let me just kind of summarize what the, Andrew's like, look, you know, we're kind of, we're running out of guests for this podcast thing. We, we're da- we're down to j- <laughs> look, Javis. I know it's your day off. Is there any way you can just come up and we can just do a podcast? And I was like, I mean, if we're really to that point, yeah. where they, people, no, we're there. That's where people we are. Driving around to and from work, want to listen to me blab on for an hour about nothing, basically. Sure. You're, you're going to say that this conversation that we've had for the last 47, we're almost at 48 minutes, is is nothing? No, it's, there's stuff there, but I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but you guys can just come into the tasting room anytime you want, and I'll just do this live. We'll just do this live. In person. You don't have to sit in your car. You come in here, you have a beer, and say, you look at me, you go, wow, he's really weird looking. 
let's talk to that guy, and I'm going to tell you all kinds of crazy stories. And you're going to drink world Oh, you're beer. referring to you, because I just got referred to a hobbit. Oh, that's right. Not yes, that somebody long. Somebody did on social media so, re- yeah. <laughs> refer to you as a hobbit. Somebody called you a hobbit? Someone yeah. was like, where did you get the hobbit? Yeah, when you smacked me with the like, cartilla like I was a, I somehow had taken ownership of said Andrew as a hobbit, which I don't even... That's the a whole fuck? Thing. I don't I know why. Don't know. See, when we did the dog collar video, I don't know why you weren't the one holding it now. Now I'm actually yeah. kind of curious. Although that probably brings it into a different territory. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because honestly, like normally, uh, I don't really do these things for free. Oh. No, no normally I don't. Have normally. you ever even done one of these? Is it because no, they can't? Dude, normally I have a paywall of some kind. My OnlyFans, you I don't know, think you anyone's have to ever... be a subscriber to get past this I part. didn't think anyone has even, like, breached your paywall. Like, I didn't think that was a thing that happened. Oh, there is, man. Oh, what? That's what I just said. My OnlyFans. Like, if you your OnlyFans? Yeah. You have an OnlyFans? What do you post well, on your clearly, OnlyFans? You, know, you didn't Google enough of me before this podcast. No, I didn't know. No, I p- literally put Jonathan Van Sickle into well, Google, and OnlyFans did not come up. It came up with a bunch of other people that were not you. You have to search JVS. It's under that. All right? I think we're going to start regretting I, saying the f- F-bomb here I, soon. <laughs> I Googled I Googled Jonathan Van Sickle one time, and I found, like, a dentist in, like, Philadelphia or something. Yeah, he's probably distantly related. Pittsburgh, maybe? Yeah. So speaking of Philadelphia, back to Russian River. And... Uh, <laughs> We're gonna go. We're gonna go to our second caller. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So it's it's like we, there's only the really a couple things that we don't get in this area. Essentially, yeah. we are a bit spoiled. Yeah. The, o- f- the only other one that I can think of, honestly, off the top of my head, is but it's still another impossible. Like it's it's like it's literally like New Glarus. Like that's okay. Which is impossible. Yeah. It's just they don't leave the state of Wisconsin. But everything else, honestly, in my mind, we get. I can't really name another brewery that we're like, ah man, I wish I had that. Like, but we we don't we don't get Treehouse. <laughs> Treehouse is a short drive away. Okay, <laughs> plus there's enough people trading all the time, and they're all they all bring it back here to the capital region. It's always around. They bring it here too. You, That's you the s- one nice thing about working kind of behind the bar is that people will just bring us beers. Yeah, I didn't do anything for them. I'm they're sure actually paying me to do what they want to do. If you. Climbed up a tree. I have. Pun Is that a surprise? And screamed treehouse. I'm sure someone would respond, I have it, and show up <laughs> and give you a can of treehouse. It's just how reality is now. But there's a lot of treehouse. So my other question is, why do you hate IPAs so much? I don't know. I think... <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll drink I'll drink one and then the, I I think it has a lot to do with uh, no, but the evolution of IPAs I feel like to yeah. to a certain degree for you, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to speak for you. No, no, go ahead. It hasn't been your fa- now. It, you you know you've kind of just gone back to the lager pilsner realm. Yeah, I have, and it it I think it I think it has to do a lot to do with uh, the unfiltered characteristic and the way my body processes said effective oh so totally a you thing oh it is purely purely it's not like a hipster thing it's not like uh like i like just that no it's i'm not i don't have a challenged palate i think it's just more along the lines of like the residual side effects of drinking unfiltered things like it just for me personally in my older age has it just has a weird effect on my body now and now i'm to the point of like wow i can i can crush that double ipa and it's really awesome and then deal with the aftermath of that or i can just drink lagers until i can't feel my fingertips anymore and 
So it's really like it sounds like both things are good for your body. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, so I, the one thing though, I do kind of just kind of going back to sort of at least more serious topics in terms of the scene around here, mm. and the one thing that that I kind of would always want to explore with this podcast is because I mean, you've been able to see it because being on the distributor side, being on the vendor side, mm-hmm. and now kind of even being here where it's the customer service and everything else side of things how everyone works together including like sort of the uh the on-premise off-premise worlds i mean do you feel that there is at least some sort of synergy between a lot of these do you think everyone works together well around here that it's trying to sometimes help the other out or do you think it's just uber competitive everyone's at each other's throats i i i firmly believe that uh that it has worked that way for quite some time that it's been collaborative or... Or collaborative said, or say you own a bar. Right. And you have a customer base that perceives that local, especially if they're traveling. This is a big, big part of it. Right. Traveling and they say, well, what do you have that's local on tap? Because that used to be the question. Yeah. And so say you have a bar near Albany Airport. Somebody flies in, they have a layover, and they go, uh, hey, let me... Uh, Give me whatever you have that's local on tap. And they go from there, and they drink that. It does seem, though, there is at least sort of the ability for everyone to kind of work together around here, at least fairly well. And, and, I believe from so. I, yeah. it, it, the little ecosystem that we have here, it, it, you know, we have local bars that put us on tap, which is great, um, and keep a consistent, you know, pull through of, you know, wanting our product, which is amazing. Um, dare I say permanent line. That'd be great <laughs> for those of you out there. <laughs> We'll do our sales pitches on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, do you, I, I almost feel like though that question of going to a place or to a bar where it's like, what do you have local on tap is just like an exhausting question at this stage. It is, but it is a reality of like some of the customers that bars deal with. And, and you, we even see it here is that the reason people even said this week have walked into our brewery is because, hey, I'm at Saratoga at the racetrack. I put in best local brewery near Saratoga, and we came up. And that's all of a sudden there's a bunch of random uh, horse racing people here drinking world-class beer, and uh, that's amazing to me. That's great. And that's, that's kind of probably what bars go through around the area right now too and I, I think that synergy of uh, we being able to supply world class liquid to said bar I don't know like where I, I, I kind of in just in everything you've seen too then it's like where does everything go next <laughs> or is it just keeping evolving into something else I definitely think it's going to evolve again in some kind of way. I, I think that... Uh, What's the style that's going to get some crazy-ass spin on it? I feel like the IPA, well, we've we've tried to do everything we possibly can to do yeah, different versions of it. it still is the largest Sours. category for us. Yeah. Well, not just us, but I mean in craft beers, IPA takes up such a massive market share. Um, you know, we... I don't know. I honestly don't know where craft beer is going to go from here. You know, pre-COVID, there was probably a 
clear-cut answer, but now where we are now and where craft beer is, is it's very interesting to see where our next chapter lies. I think it's going to be a lot of, a lot of owning um, the environment that you drink it in mm. because it's, there's so many people now that especially, that especially, you know, do almost the caveman term of club it, drag it back to my cave and drink and, and eat it in my cave where that a lot of people do that. They just buy their four packs. They bring it back to their cave and drink it where we have to provide a reason and uh, kind of to have these four walls to get people to come out, drink a beer, hang out, talk to other people, have a great time, and own that activity. And I, it's there's no shortage of bars and breweries. I think it's really going to come down to is like now it's creating the experience. It is. It is owning the experience of being at a brewery and um, giving it a reason why. Right. Why, why would I go there other than world-class beer? It's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that we uh, – I mean, well, so I, I appreciate you taking your time out of your I, day, I doing all this too. moving. Yeah, yeah, I'm moving right now. I'm moving right now. It's my day off. We called you up here. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, I you value, willingly came up. Um, I value my job and my employment um, <laughs> and – no, I, no, I it just I love Andrew a lot, and when Andrew asked me for, he says, "Hey man, look, we interviewed the delivery guy last week uh, for the guy that drops off towels," and I am actually really very curious about that guy's story. Have, I just saw him today. Don't have anything left. I mean, do you want to just be on the podcast? And I was like, "All right, I guess, you know, I guess I'll do it." Do you feel like we accomplished everything? I mean, I I feel satisfied. Do you? Yeah, I mean. It, I mean, we could take our second caller now. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I thought we were on our third. Oh, actually, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've, we've skipped on, on the Maybe third. this beer has a weird effect. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we covered Did, did you go? I, I know you made, like, a list of notes. Did, you, did, did we hit all the things? Is yeah. there anything on there that we didn't hit? No, I mean... Do you, do you have the uh, option to put subtitles in afterwards, or I don't. No, this we don't. We, this isn't the video no component. Sub, no, subtitles. yeah, we. I mean, like, I don't know if it's something where like we go into like genius lyrics and Wait try minute, and put I'm not stuff being, up. There's not a camera. I thought there was a camera. I mean, there's cameras. Oh. Um, I don't know that they're for these purposes, though. All right. So, <laughs> but JVS, thank you for coming on, though. You're welcome. If you obviously we're going to be trying to do a few more of these. I think we finally have some stuff more <laughs> lined up, so this will be uh, fairly more consistent. Mm-hmm. So you can find it's us. Gonna, it's just going to go up from here. It's going to get so much Hopefully. better. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Dealing with the drugs. Next week we're going to interview the guy that does our CO two. Actually, I would love to oh, do man. that. <laughs> that would wow. be great. So, what a real treat! No, he's actually the man. He came in and rapped for us one time, and it was awesome. Like I, we we were just and he's so nice. We were just like talking he's about wonderful. we were talking about a bunch of and stuff. Somehow we got on hip hop, and then somehow we got on the fact that the guy raps. And they were, then I don't even think we asked him to. He just was like, "I'll I'll show you some stuff." Because we asked if he had like a SoundCloud, and he was just like, "I'll just do it a cappella." And we're like, "Okay." Oh no, he mm-hmm. did give himself it's a like, track. Well, he said, "Put on bad and bougie, and I got this." And yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So um, maybe he will be the next guy, but we don't know. But anyways, you can find us on pretty much all the different platforms that you can find your podcast on, whether it be 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Actually, it's mainly all of you guys are on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm going to say the other ones because it's like 95% of you are on Apple Podcasts listening to this. So That's how I roll. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I guess we're just about to sign off here. So thank you again. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Bye. Cheers.